like being a parent and then having your kid like just gushing blood come into your bedroom at like two o'clock in the morning being like ah! that's it's pretty terrible i i haven't quite had that experience um i will say this the four words wait the seven words you never want to hear from your wow. kid in the middle of the night are, Dad, I threw up in my bed. Those are the seven words no parent wants to hear ever. <laughs> and once you've had that, you're prepared for anything to wake you up in the middle of the night. Uh, anything yeah. at all. Yes, I had to count the words. <laughs> I thought I was coming with prep material, and then I said, wait, I'm going to sound dumb. <laughs> I'm going to stop, count, and then rely on editing and post to sound like less of a dummy. <laughs> I have powers. You are all weirdos. Well, hello, weirdos. Hello, weirdos. Hello, weirdos. I am Bailey. I'm Stan. And I'm Thomas, this time. I'm not disappointed this week. <laughs> and and you, you are all weirdos. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. welcome to the... Yeah. <laughs> so... Sup, uh, dudes. <laughs> Listeners, let me tell you, if you just finished our last episode and you're coming in on this, it might surprise you. We're picking up right where we left off. Uh, Tim is coming back on the show uh, because Tim has, he wants to correct the record so that the internet does not come for him. And if you've ever been in a position where the entire internet, especially the internet of, of, of sci-fi is coming for you, you want to issue that 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 corrected that correction of the record. So we're going to bring Tim on for that, and we're also going to get a very important update uh, with hopefully has a good story attached to it uh, from Tim. So uh, welcome back, uh, first guest on back to back weeks. Tim, welcome hey, back to the show, Tim. my friend. Oh, Yay! It's a, it's, a, it's an before honor. you before you get too far in. I do not think anything uh we say on this show will have the entire internet after you not on this you show, can't take chances but, no no but I, you that, never know i guess yeah i i may have you you might have misunderstood the the severity of the of the issue that i was bringing to uh to light but uh i uh hello hello weirdos uh as i mentioned last week uh i am a, a listener and a fan of the show uh i'm also a big nerd and uh, I, I like to nitpick things sometimes, uh, and particularly myself. So uh, as I was listening to myself on the pod, uh, I, I arrived not knowing ahead of time that I was going to be quizzed on any Star Trek stuff, but I just wanted to make sure that all, all the things that I said were accurate. Uh, and I believe at one point I mentioned uh, the eugenics wars of the late 90s, uh, which... That is a factual error on my part. 
Looking it up, I realized that the eugenics wars took place between 1992 and 1996. That's not but the late 90s. that's in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the mid-90s. <laughs> so that's your Damn correction you, is late mid-90s to late-90s? That's our update? No, no, no. Late 90s to mid 90s. Don't, don't, you don't need to be corrected too, John. I just, I just said I had a correction. I didn't say it was a massive oversight on anyone's part. I just wanted to be accurate. That, that is a, thank you for keeping the record factually correct. (laughs) I'm sure there are nerds out there who are saying his statement is not canonical. He's not canonical in his statement. But uh, it's really, good. he's trying to start his own uh, Seth Meyers correction segment is what he's trying I to do. I see. I see. <laughs> really, I'm, I, I will I'm trying to start a flame war with myself on the Internet. Would you be willing to come on and just like record the corrections of our bullshit for us? Like if if I said that something happened in 1999 and then you fact checked me, could you record something and send it to us that was for for the next episode that was like actually thomas it was 1998 yeah i'm sure Will he wants to be our it. dramaturge has to yeah he wants to be our stats our guy bullshit <laughs> he'd yeah, be you, way too busy do you do you want to hire me to fact check every statement that you make in the entire show because i don't know if i have that much time on my hands i'll pay you double what i make <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I will issue a correction on our behalf as well. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 3 is not officially confirmed. As far as the internet is concerned, it's confirmed, but Rockstar has not yet confirmed it. So wait, just just for the record, setting the record straight. There, we, 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 we've corrected the record for the mass listenership that we have. The dozens and dozens of people who listen to this show. Hmm. Interesting that you arrived at that. We're really big in Germany, you guys. Just that. <laughs> the gates. <laughs> All right. So now that we have the record set and corrected, uh, we have an update from Tim. And Tim, I, I just want to get a timeline of events on this here. So you recorded the podcast with us last week and suffered a serious injury in, in what was the time gap here? Uh, it was it was that night. Okay. Um, yeah, I I went out uh, and had some drinks with friends, and uh-huh. uh, I was coming home. Uh, it was not raining at the time, but it had been raining. Uh, I did uh, slip and uh, fell and cracked a rib. Oh, Lord! Yeah. Uh, let's. I mean, at the time, I was feeling no pain. Uh, the next morning, I woke up in quite a bit of pain. Um, <laughs> it creeps on you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I was taking, like, I, it didn't seem like, from what I could tell, that anything in particular was ho- horrifically, like, broken. Right? Like, okay. I, I was, I, I took some, you know, over-the-counter uh, 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 painkillers that we had here in the cabinet and over the next couple of days, like I was feeling better, uh, the the pain was 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 going down, um, and then I had a really like deep and powerful sneeze, 
Uh-oh. which just threw just threw everything back out of alignment. And uh, so Stan took me to the ER to the to the emergency. And yep, that's what uh, took him out. Yeah. So you are it hurts when I sneeze years old. <laughs> uh, I'm that's my Welcome current condition. Yeah. yeah, I have to be very careful as I'm that was that was a couple of days ago now. Uh, and we, we went down, they did a scan, uh, and, and initially the first doctor came out and said, like, we can't find anything wrong with any of your, uh, organs or any of your bones. Uh, and I was like, why does this hurt? Um, and then there was another doctor. Had they done an x-ray said, at that point? They did a CT scan. Okay. Um, and they, I, I think the, basically the, the fracture is so small that the first guy missed it. Another doctor looked at it and said, I think there is something there. Um, and so uh, basically I left and, and they gave me some more effective, like they gave me the, the same painkillers I was taking, but more of them. And uh, there's a, a topical a patch that I'm wearing on the spot, which actually is doing a lot of good. Uh and I'm only supposed to wear that 12 hours, 12 hours out of every 24. So uh, when I'm sleeping, it hurts uh, every time I roll over. But uh, while I'm awake, if I need to do stuff, it's mostly fine. And so I don't know necessarily how long it's going to be that way. But uh, that's that's my that's my update since the last uh, episode is that uh, uh, mild to moderate pain and and uh if untreated uh a bit more than that tim you got i you, you, you got tiger bob oh we got all kinds of stuff i don't know if we have that if you don't start smelling like a physical therapist's office soon it's gonna drag out I threw my back out with a sneeze before. I didn't crack a rib and then, like, do that stuff with a sneeze. But I definitely threw my back out with a sneeze before. That is so unfortunate. Yeah. No, that that moment was like, it it felt like getting stabbed. So I was just like, whatever this is, I need to have a professional look at it, even if it's going to get better on its own, which ultimately is, that's what they tell you when you go in there. They say, "There's, there's nothing we can do. But, you know, go easy. Does it hurt yourself. when you breathe? Uh, if I don't have any painkillers in me, then it does a little bit. Okay. And the one question you want to ask anybody who's got a cracked rib, are you ticklish? <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious, man. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I doubt. I doubt. Tim got a cool little toy uh, where, um, because people with cracked ribs, uh, they want you to practice breathing in to, like, expand your lungs. Because, you know, stuff like that. And so, um, it's this little toy where when you uh, suck, oh boy, suck the tube, the the balls float in the air. Hey now! Yeah. Yeah, I uh, realized, as I was saying it, like... Phrasing, you gotta, Stan! Phrasing! You gotta hold yeah. it. You gotta hold it in the red zone. Yeah, you really work, gotta... Work on you your gotta, lung capacity. Well, you gotta suck it really hard in order to get the balls to float, so... Yeah. <laughs> 
and you have to maintain your level of suckage you know, to keep the Stan, properly. Stan, freezing, freezing, Stan. Yeah. Freezing, yeah, Stan. No, I, I get it. yeah. I brought that. What's up. that? You said what you said? <laughs> yeah, where's Caitlin? <laughs> once again, once again, sounds like something it's not. <laughs> At least, at least you didn't break your ass bones. Oh man, the jokes write themselves. I, I have a question here. Actually, it's my question is actually for Stan. Uh, Stan, given that you are around Tim full time since this injury, and you're you're mm-hmm. you're, you're helping him out, you're taking care of him. Mm-hmm. What is the silliest thing he has done to cause himself pain since cracking the rib? Oh. What's the funniest thing he's done in the house? I mean, it's mostly because I've been trying to, like, you know, help him out uh, for the most part. It's mostly just every time he laughs, he'll, like, go, I shouldn't have done that. Ah. <laughs> um. If ever you've wanted to watch any dark, serious films that are not funny at all, this is your opportunity, man. We have been watching Yellow Jackets, which is a pretty dark comedy, so that definitely has not been. It's gonna hurt. That's that you're gonna get hurt doing that, man. You, you you're gonna hurt yourself with that level of comedy. You really are, man. <laughs> you might want to dial it back. Maybe something a little more '90s TGIF. A couple reruns of Full House. Get back into the comedy. Brace yourself. You know, you got to... Yeah, that stuff's not going to make anybody laugh. You got to build up your tolerance, man. Your pain levels are going to be too strong. (laughs) So I guess I just want to make sure it's not because of us, right? Like, we didn't curse you. Because as far as I know, our other guests have been fine. But I I, want to make sure that, you know, it's not the curse of the pod. Well, nobody's ever been on two weeks in a row, so... uh... I guess I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. Way to bounce back, and, and we're 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 glad to have you here. All right. Well, listen. This this segment's got on. So, uh, Tim, I just want to say in closing, um, if it hurts to laugh, you are absolutely on the right podcast. You're going to be just fine, my friend. <laughs> there are no laughs here. No snark. None of that. No. We're just, not remotely just- entertaining. I, I can't take anything over a dry witticism. That's that's my limit right now. I'm not nearly British enough for that. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll be right back. I love you, baby. Love you. Hey, guys. Guys, guess what? Guess what? What? What, what up? Dude, you're not going to believe it. Our friends over at Henry's House of Coffee, they Ooh. are giving an exclusive discount for listeners of this show. Can you believe what? it? Henry's right. House of Coffee? Yeah, Henry's House of Coffee. Discover the rich taste of tradition. For all of our friends, all those weirdos out there, discover the rich taste of tradition with Henry's House of Coffee, a San Francisco-based family business for over three generations. Since 1965, they roast dark, smooth, never-bitter coffee. Visit henryshouseofcoffee.com or download the Henry's House of Coffee app and use promo code WEIRDO. That's W-E-I-R-D-O for a 15% discount on your next order. They ship nationwide. Experience the legacy in every cup with Henry's House of Coffee.
Coffee for all my friends. All right. Since Tim's already here, we're going to go ahead and do a round of Did You Get the Thing I Sent You regarding Dune Sweeted. You get that thing I sent you? You get that thing I sent you? Get that thing I sent you? Tim, how many times were you able to fit in that Layla, like, look away thing in, in a shot? How many times did you use that shot? There's, there's like, three or four in the in the uh, film. That was, that was in the, the script. It was like, it's that same shot again. And so yeah. when I was cutting... That was one of the last things, I think, that we filmed. So when I was cutting together scenes as we were filming them... That was that was something that uh, that that kept being a missing element. That I was like, I know there's a thing here. I'm leaving an empty space for it, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. It there it, because it comes in that sweeted fashion and it hits you so back to back. It's fucking hilarious at the very beginning, and then the actual scene of it happens at the end. Which is a, a, a lovely bow on that look. How uh, long, how much time did you guys spend prepping uh, cardboard for armor for that? <laughs> I, that, was a, that was so almost a year, right? We, we Seriously? Got, well, we, we got started and uh, we actually ran out of time. The deadline to submit to the festival was coming up. And I realized we still had like... We had three more days of uh, uh, shooting to do, and we had like two weeks before the submission date. So I actually got the same. There was there was a group that was coming to Ocean Beach in like forty eight hours. We 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 had we were about forty eight hours from getting a bunch of actors to meet at the beach to shoot the next set of uh, scenes for Dune, and I said. Well, if we're not going to be able to finish Dune in time, what can we do that's like a, a simple enough movie that happens at a beach and we could do with this number of actors? Uh, and so within, I think, 24 hours, I had a, a, a script for a super stripped down version of Weekend at Bernie's 2, which obviously is is the next the next thing that your mind goes to when you're making, uh, you're trying to make Dune, but you don't have time. So you, Weekend at Bernie's 2 is the next best thing, right? The original Weekend at Bernie's 2 kind of feels suaded in the first place, to be honest. It's barely a movie, which is why it makes a good candidate for this. Is we, we were able to, it's, it's, a, it's basically a, a long comedy sketch that, that they made it to stretch out for 80 possibly 90 minutes if you can t include the credits um and so that was that was something that that we were able to do and and submit and uh came out pretty well given the the time constraints and everything that uh that went into it uh so we did sp technically we did spend more than a year working on the dune uh film that we just watched one year uh, for four minutes of material yeah yeah nice <laughs> That's how I feel about editing this podcast most of the time. <laughs> uh -huh. Lots of days off in that year. <laughs> yeah, it was it was coming around to the deadline again. I was like, okay, okay, let's let's 
re you know get get the cast back together and finish what we already started we we had about half of it uh shot at that point but um yeah and, and if i do recall we also had a uh a particular uh honeymoon that was in in the cards on deck also tiktoking close to the deadline there uh you two uh question mark we <laughs> yes yeah, stan and, and my uh honeymoon was scheduled during the deadline for submission for for this past year so we just had to get dune done before before we left so we we had our own deadline in advance of the the festival's deadline you finished wrapping a short film and then went straight to your honeymoon like like what was the gap between wrapping the shoot and boarding the plane <laughs> it's probably about a week oh okay we, okay we we did have the um the appeal both ways show uh right in there that was maybe two days before we left Dave from Uphill is going to be on the show next week. Great, yeah, that's good, good, good guy. We're going to talk Oscars. Oh yeah, get all up in them Oscars. So my question about this is: I know shooting schedule can be complicated for a project such as this, but what were were Batista and Momoa just not available for for the Sweden version of uh, of Dune? <laughs> I feel like it violates some of the spirit of the 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 concept if uh, you get the actual actors. There's a um, God, one of the Thor movies or something that that did like a a James Corden did a version instead of having a screen. They had the, the play, movie, the, yeah. They had the play about yeah. Thor within the Thor movie. Yeah, that that was funny with Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. No, there was there was an actual event that that happened that was supposed to be a screening of the movie and instead they had the actual actors yeah because Kate Blanchett was there and they were they they instead of showing the film they had the Hollywood actors recreating the movie with props in front of the screen oh my god really yeah it was an that event sounds that amazing I think I think James Corden did on his show Got it. Got it. Yeah, he's a big live theater guy, so he, he, yes, he put he that is. together. There's a whole B plot in the in the thing that they filmed about how he, he kept saying like this was gonna be everyone's big break that they were doing this show and he was gonna make stars out of all these people. I wanted to ask Stan uh, what she enjoyed most about Sneaking that, uh, sneaking that there, filming it right before she got to honeymoon. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a crazy couple of days. I think. I mean, Tim did all most of the post production stuff, so once we wrapped, I was pretty much done. Um, but um, no, I think I think it was just uh, a measure and um. Uh, the ter- the phrase "bang bang get it done." <laughs> <laughs> you do make a hell of a Chalamet, you know. Or, Thank or, you. or if nothing, or if nothing else, you're the um, the Jane Lynch to Chalamet's Steve Martin. If if, if that's uh, if that's a solid nice. Enough for you. Wow. 
I I will take she's, that. That is. She, you've measured his gait. <laughs> she's got the hair to go both ways on that too. <laughs> I uh, yeah no I it was mostly hair acting in the in the Sweden version so you know just let it do its thing. It it really is a. It really is an environment of of uh, trying to get the the capture the moment of like, is this what we're doing? And there was there was a point where Thomas was saying like, hey, you know, could I could I do another take? I think I could I could do a, a, a better one than that. And I was like, no no no, we got it. We got that first take energy of that moment of like, should I do this? And then yes, that's exactly the feeling that it should have throughout. And you saw when we went to the to the screening is like there were plenty of people in that in that festival who were on camera less prepared than any of us and like yeah. looking off screen for their lines and things like that and that's really just the charm of it. It's an intentional low budget masterpiece. I I really enjoy it and uh, when when the real when Dune 2 comes out in theaters in what just a few weeks I think uh, are we eventually going to get a Dune part 2? Sweeted? Uh, it's possible. I think I, I think I have uh, most of the, the uh, still suits in the closet over there. Oh man, you guys moved with them, didn't you? You moved with cardboard suits. We we moved while the production was in hiatus. That's what was going on because we, like I said, we made the, the the first half, and then we made a different film, and then we moved. Bunch of other stuff happened in the middle, uh, but. By the time we resumed production, we were doing it out of a different house, and we had we had new shooting locations that we were able to use. Uh, one very important question: um, Did you ever find the spice you were looking for? <laughs> I know that's the whole point of Dune. We got to find the spice. <laughs> I think that's in part two. Nice. Stay tuned. Teaser. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that that movie. I don't I don't know what they're gonna do with it. Uh, I don't know how uh, sweetable any of the stuff is gonna be. The thing I liked about the first movie was the fact that structurally, the plot of it is very simple. Yeah, I need to watch it again with subtitles because there's so many names and families and factions. I, I just can't keep track of all the freaking names. It's too many people, too many things. You know, but I'll get that refresher. Uh-oh. What you got to do is allow Tim to explain it to you. And to Tim explain it? And then watch Dune Part 1 again. Because, honestly, it's fucking weird and hard to grasp. And then you listen to Tim explain it, and you're like, oh, okay, that's a pretty simple, okay. And then yeah. you watch it, and you understand it. <laughs> I will say a lot of our relationship is uh, Tim uh, Tim splaining uh, hardcore sci-fi stuff to us. Uh, he'll I like to I like to say he likes to shepherd me through the 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 really uh, complicated stuff. Sure. Uh, the the I think the the short version that I that I told you is that uh, you know the, the the book there's there's a lot of things going on a lot of elements in play. The film is able to distill a lot of that down and then for us to take that two and a half maybe almost three hour movie and essentially the plot is 
that the bad guys leave, the good guys move in, and then the bad guys come back, and the good guys run away. That's that's the whole story. That's that whole movie. And then that one guy flies up. Exactly. Yeah. The the the, the one guy, uh, the 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 big fat guy flies up to the ceiling. Is Batista going to fight Momoa? Is that eventually going to happen? Because that's that's the whole reason for me. You know, am I going to see Drax fight Aquaman? Uh, I think Jason Momoa's character died. Oh, that's right. Yeah, for I remember reason, stuff. I I, I yeah. combined um, who is Jason Momoa and uh, uh, what's his name who played Thanos? Uh, both Roland. of their characters. Josh Brolin, uh, both of their characters were played by Thomas. Nice. It is like they're they're both kind of uh, the the mentor characters to uh, to to Paul, and it it in the time that we had, there was not going to be the opportunity to present them as different people. And Thomas is a Josh Brolin type. Yeah, yeah, somewhere between Josh Brolin and Jason Momoa. That's Thomas. I feel like Josh Brolin's agent is going to write an angry letter. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and um, if Brolin's agent is listening, um, my phone number is uh, <laughs> available. If Josh Brolin's agent is listening, Goonies never die. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, not me. I'm still available. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, email address is youareallweirdospodcast at gmail.com. Nicely done. You Checks in the mail, Tim. You can me cackle through Tim's microphone. Yeah. I was cackling so hard at that. Well, Tim, thank you for um, coming on. And uh, it's the first time we've had uh, the, the, the filmmaker behind the thing that we sent to each other on. Hopefully, you know, we'll get, we'll get some big <laughs> names on here at some point and start sending them around. We'll, we'll, we'll make friends with, with fabulous superstars, I'm sure. But uh, thank you for that. And um, Tim, you're a superstar. You are a superstar. Thanks, man. Absolutely. You are. Thank you. Absolutely. You, you're a weirdo superstar, and we love you. And he's got a great ass. She said it. <laughs> there is, there is, there is no. I, I, I cannot comment at this point. I've been taken out of the show. I'm, I'm neutralized. <laughs> what can I say? On that note, we'll be right back with Tim's ass. On the first day of Christmas, dude, love gave to me two hearts, kid with a bad knee. On the second day of Christmas, dude love gave to me two purple hugs and two hearts, kid with a bad knee. Dad, it's not even Christmas. They said it was the most special day of the year. Yeah, birthday. My bad. What a weirdo. All right, we want to thank Tim one more time for uh, coming on. He's a real trooper uh, doing the show. Uh, injured, always good to see him and hear from him. Uh, it got me thinking, though, um, I, and I'm wondering if you guys have had similar experiences. Have you guys ever uh, had an injury that came with a good story attached to it? 
something fun, something funny, you know, like, like Tim, basically I'm, you know, being at the age where it hurts where he sneezes and the sneeze causes the injury. Right. Uh, do you guys Stan, Have you ever had anything like that? I, I, I can lead off if you want, but if you got any good injury stories? Uh, I mean, there was one I had at work where I, uh, I was working in a kitchen and didn't have my shoes uh, I didn't have the correct shoes on, and I did the splits inadvertently and messed up my back real bad. Oh my uh, gosh! Yeah, no, that one was not fun, but the reason I brought that up is because that was the same week I was supposed to have my first date with my husband, Tim, which we wow. just had on the show. Yeah, I uh, came, uh, we met at the theater we were working at, we were watching a show together, and I had like a back brace on and a cane. Oh my gosh! Super I never sexy. saw you in that stage. That's that's nuts. You had a back yeah. brace and a cane. Well, like one of those like back braces you get from Walgreens. Like not not like a not like a Romeo and Michelle back brace. It was just oh, you were <laughs> the counter variety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. After you know, you start your week doing the inadvertent splits. I mean, how bad could a first date possibly be after that? You know. Right. I think he stuck around with me out of pity from all these years, so, you know. Oh, I think not. I think Let's not. Let's see, you know, who's winning? He knows how awesome you are, just like we do. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so, so wait, wait. So you were in, a, like, a commercial kitchen, and, like, you slipped and did the splits? Or what, what happened where you did the, with the shoes? Uh, I basically turned, um, but, like, I, I, I turned really quickly and um, I, I, one foot just went straight out, and the other went as straight as it could, and kind of like bent itself. Um, oh God! Yeah, no, it was not. It was not. I actually had a couple of injuries from that job that were pretty bad, but uh, that's the one that at least has a happy ending, because uh, you know my hubbykins was involved. <laughs> Well, there you go. There you I, go. The sweet I, salve of love. I did get sent to the hospital for stitches once because of that job. Uh, oh, God. Even, yeah. Well, it was from office supplies, even. Not even the kitchen. But we're going to we're gonna save that one for another time because that one's a gross story. Ooh. Yeah. So, Stan, just to run it back, mm-hmm. before your date, before your first date with your now hubby, you slipped and fell for him. Wow! Oh. Who's that making sure dad jokes did. now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll share my now. I have sprained um, the same ankle twice: once when I was a teenager, and once when I was in my twenties. But they both kind of came from similar acts of stupidity <laughs> so nice. when i was 13 uh so i was in eighth grade uh we were out in the woods behind uh my friend's house and we're kind of hiking around and seeing what we can see and um in this gigantic uh tree we discover a big old tree house that's up there. And it's kind of a like the walls have come off the treehouse. It's like flat planks in the tree, you know, but it's really big. It's like a big space. So uh, naturally, cool. we climb up there 
and climb up the tree, get up to the tree house. There were even like little, you know, like, you know, little uh, boards for climbing up like a ladder, you know, that kind of a thing. We get up there, we're hanging out and we start hearing creaking and we realize, oh no, this tree house is coming down with us in it or not. So all three of us jump out of the tree and I, this might not no. come as a this might not come as a huge surprise to you. I was not a particularly athletic child. I know that might come as a major shock to what? you. What? <laughs> so my rationalization in this moment is okay. I can either come down with the treehouse or I can jump and try to see what happens. Uh, so I, we all jump. I sprain the crap out of my ankle, you know, and and hobble my ass back to uh, my friend's house. End up in uh, getting like uh, the little, not quite the store, but I think it was actually issued by uh, by a hospital. But it was uh, like a little brace for my ankle and crutches and stuff like that. And I was using crutches only for for a few days on that sprain. But then in my twenties. Yeah, Bill's Bill's dad screaming at him when he comes home with an ankle brace on, and he's like, "Well, if all of your friends jumped out of a treehouse, does that mean you're gonna have to?" And then Bales is like, "Uh, I kind of had to, Dad. Funny thing happened today, Dad." Uh, could you know? I could have broke something else that could have been a lot worse. You know, I'll take the sprain. You uh, could have broken something in that head of yours and just don't know it because of what no, broke. Don't, don't start me on my list of undiagnosed concussions. I went to a lot of mosh pit shows in the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> but, and just um, like the general density between your ears. God, never stops with this guy. Never, ever stops. <laughs> all right. So, like I said, similar acts of stupidity. All right. So, here I am in my 20s, and a friend of mine is a student filmmaker and says, Listen, I want to make a film, uh, a silent film about luchadors. Oh, I'm in, naturally. So I, I bust out my, my lucha mask and my gear, and we're going around San Francisco filming random vignettes. It was called Ordinary Superhero, and it was I basically love how like Bailey's just ready for the call. Of oh yeah, the luchador just at any right. Point. He was right next to a telephone booth and jumped in and came out all luchadored up. It's funny because like well, when I get to the end of the story, you'll see you'll see. Um, but again, it was called Ordinary Superhero, but it was like filmed around the city of like luchadors doing ordinary things like buying groceries or we'll walk past a, uh, a, a car and there's a dog that's in the car with the window cracked and the dog starts going crazy looking at the luchador. The luchador's playing with the dog. Hi, how are you? That was just a happy accident that happened during <laughs> filming. Um, luchador's riding Muni. Uh, but at one point, um, there's uh, a luchador showdown. And we filmed it uh, at uh, we filmed it in Stern Grove, uh, and we filmed it on that little like stage that's there in Stern Grove. And at one point during the course of this fight scene with someone who I've done fights with before, like the fight segment actually came out really good. But I decided, okay, I am going to jump off 
of the stage and do like a little wrestling move. Naturally, as soon as I do that, I manage to land in the one very muddy spot right downstage that I totally didn't see when I went airborne. Uh, twist the shit out of that same ankle. Um, this one, I, I didn't go to the hospital or anything, but I had it wrapped up with an ace bandage. And I was, I was living with Melinda at the time before we were married. Uh, she comes home, looks very, very mad. I'm like, honey, what's wrong? She just points at my leg and goes, that. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so once again, yeah, similar acts of stupidity, both involving uh, landing that same left ankle on on questionable dirt surfaces. Um, I will say for the record, the stage jump was considerably lower than the treehouse jump, but I was also about, you know, I was also a lot older at that point. Uh, and the body just doesn't hold up the way it used to. Nah. No, I mean, Thomas. Bro, you started. Right- you started that second story with in my mid twenties, though. So yeah. like, you weren't that decrepit. Oh, I don't know. Like by that point, like, I, I, I I've had a lot well, of injuries. By that point, mid twenties, Bailey is like forties. You, <laughs> you, you're. Well, uh, do you want to? You don't want to compare injury lists, bro. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Respectfully. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I got what, a scar uh, from a s'more when I was a kid. What? Okay, Ooh. wait, s'more scars? Yeah. Oh, please I do explain. Still have it. <laughs> I might still even have it. Um, my how'd you brother, get a scar from a s'more? Well, my brother was being really nice and uh, made s'mores in the microwave. Uh, this already but, sounds sus. Yeah, he was. He was just. He wanted s'mores. I was there. He's like, yeah, we'll, we'll make s'mores. Made some s'mores in the microwave. Tripped over the cat. And the, and the marshmallow landed on my leg. And the first words... So- I, I started screaming my ass off. And the first words out of his mouth was, don't tell mom. <laughs> so the cat trips your brother. You get molten marshmallow on your leg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah so, no, you like- got a, so it was a burn. It wasn't like... Uh- it was a sugar burn. It was like real, oh, like it scabbed. A week later, my mom like saw my leg and was like, "What's what's going on there?" And I was like, "Nothing," because my brother said, "Don't tell mom." <laughs> so that one do? spot on your leg was like that one spot on your leg is like a Greek creme brulee. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Basically, it is absolutely leg brulee. Leg brulee. <laughs> Did you get to have? S'mores? Uh, I remember not enjoying them as much. I think we did after a while. Because they were also on the floor and like we, you know, we salvaged what we could. Woo, floor s'mores. Yeah, the whole experience was a little tainted after that. So you got burned by a s'more having floor s'mores. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Mr. Did you... At the end of that, did you? At, at the end of that, did you want some more? <laughs> you went a long way for that. You and Doctor Seuss, pure geniuses. Yeah, I had to go quite down the yellow brick road for that one. <laughs> All right. Oh, the places will go. All right. Well, if we're comparing injury stories, Thomas, you got something for us? Uh, dude, my first car was an 89 Mustang, 
and Sweet. I got it from a buddy's mom who gave me her um, passed away grandfather, uh, gra- uh, uh, her passed away father's car, signed it oh, over nice. to me, sold sold it, quote unquote, to me for 50 bucks, uh, nice. but it needed some repairs to the engine, and uh, my friend's dad knew how to work on it, was really good with cars. He's like, man, we'll we'll work on it over the weekends. And um, 18 years old, go to my buddy's garage on uh, Sunday mornings and like spending a lot of the Sunday over there just working on the car. And we get to the end of all of this workshop and we had to drop the engine, replace the transmission, do a few other things. And we, we get to the end and we're putting the exhaust back on and I'm under the car and... Uh, Oh no! My friend, my friend's dad really enjoyed a, a joke, like funny things, and so I'm putting the exhaust pipe back on, and he goes, "All right, I'm holding it. Go ahead and let go." And I said, "All right," because I needed to bolt some stuff. But he, I said, "But you got it." He said, "Yeah, I got it." Uh, I let go of the pipe. It landed on my face, cut me over one of my eyes. And, oh shit! <clears throat> and, and he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> um, his wife, who was a nurse, was like, oh, you need to go get a tetanus shot. Uh, so make sure you do that. Uh, yeah. I got a tetanus shot. Uh, my car and I were both fine after I had the tetanus shot. No stitches required, but I still have this wicked scar from it uh, over one of my eyes. Did you get, like... The Ric Flair crimson mask. Did you have blood down your face? Like, <laughs> no, it just kind of highlighted pretty m- meatily. Does it? Does this? Does the scar hide behind your eyebrows? Nah, man. There's a part of my part of my eyebrow that won't grow from the scar. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, that's a that's definitely an earned uh, scar. I'm sorry that happened to you, man. I have a lot of earned scars. Um, Bales, I got a lot of big earned scars, little earned scars. Scars for them, scars for me. Scars for character, scars for lessons. I got scars, man. See, most of my scars are just because I'm a shitstorm. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought for sure you were about to be like most of my scars are emotional. <laughs> that would have been better. That's a given. That's a given with this crew, please. That is not unexpected. What, what? I actually have um you can't see it here. I have a tiny little scar on my forehead. Um I was a little kid like just Old enough that like you could. We know you got dropped in the head, dude. No, 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 not what happened. And how dare you say that about my parents? Uh, (laughs) No, no, I uh, was just old enough that like you could sleep in a big kid bed by yourself. I had a bad dream. I got out of my big kid bed. I went running, running into my parents' room. I tripped on a bump on the carpet. I fell forward, hit the edge of my head on a metal garbage can that was at my father's bedside. I ended up having to get stitches. 
Uh, so here I am waking my parents up because I've got a bad dream and they end up having to take me to the ER to get stitches because I'm that I know how to make an entrance don't I I mean jeez oh, yeah I was that much of a spaz as a kid like being a parent and then having your kid like just gushing blood come into your bedroom at like two o'clock in the morning being like <laughs> that's it's pretty terrible I, I haven't quite had that experience um I will say this the four words, wait, the seven words you never want to hear from your wow. kid in the middle of the night are, dad, I threw up in my bed. Those are the seven words no parent wants to hear ever. <laughs> and once you've had that, you're prepared for anything to wake you up in the middle of the night, uh, anything yeah. at all. Yes, I had to count the words. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was coming with prep material and then I said, wait, I'm going to sound dumb. <laughs> I'm going to stop, count, and then rely on editing and post to sound like less of a dummy. <laughs> I have powers. All right. Any other fun battle scars you want to share with the group? I didn't have front teeth until I was like 10. Because when I was two, I slipped and fell in the tub. There's Are you serious? One. Yeah, all of my oh all of my God. little kid pictures look like uh, look like I just had a visit from a tooth fairy. I didn't know how Did to you eat any, an like... apple right until I was like well past being a teenager. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Couldn't figure it out. Did Did you have any like speech issues from missing teeth or anything like that? Yeah, I had a he heavy lisp for a good chunk of time. So when I watched the Goonies, I got it. <laughs> Aww. How many times did uh, people come up to you during Christmas and sing All I Want for Christmas are my two front teeth? Like, oh! Like how many not, times? Not nearly as many times as I worried that somebody was going to come up to me and be like, oh, because like, yeah, performance children, right? So we're like, oh yeah, we'll go, we'll go sing carols. That sounds. Any further injuries uh, stories we want to share with the group? So many, but we've lost so many of you listeners at this point. I know. You're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> I don't know how, how grotesque we want to get with this segment. I don't know. Yeah, let's know. let's not get into what a wound vac does, but shout out to modern medicine. Oh yeah. Yeah, I Oof, think yeah. We were saving that one. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. God damn it. That's like such an earworm too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. Damn it, Stan. Every Christmas now. This is going to be an every Christmas thing we're going to get you with. I swear to God. <laughs> it's it's fun to have these like weird life things that we don't actually know about each other, but we know a lot yeah. about each other. So it's right? a fun, fun little discovery time. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to show you guys, just speaking of weird physical things, and yes, this is a audio medium. Whoa, whoa, so. whoa, 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 whoa. Not what you think. Not what it, Do phrasing. We, phrasing. We, look, 
I'm not a doctor. I can't help with whatever you're putting on the screen, okay? All right. Do me a favor. Both of you, into the camera. Give me a thumbs up. Just stick a thumbs up into the camera. I'm serious. All right. Kate, Thomas, bring, bring your thumb a little closer to the, the camera. I'm serious. Oh, man. No. All right. So you see how when 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 Stan does it and when Thomas does it, your thumbs bend a little bit back at the top. You uh-huh. have a little curvature to your thumbs. Mm-hmm. My thumbs won't do it. Look at that. Oh. My thumbs oh, yeah. don't bend back at all. I knew a guy who was a bass player and he was showing me how he did all this cool stuff on his electric bass and his thumb bent so far back. It was like, it was, it was just like, to me, it was like this alien thing he was doing with his thumb, but it's just totally natural if you play an instrument long enough. But yeah, my, my, ah, God. yeah, I see your thumb bending back. That is, I'm actually I, double I'm a little bit, my fingers. I'm a little bit jealous of people who can do that because I feel like I'm very much in the minority because most people I know can do that and my body just can't. Just out of curiosity, what's the hand version of plantar fasciitis? Hander fasciitis. <laughs> You've got that of the thumbs, huh? That's unfortunate. Hander fasciitis of the thumbs? Yep, that sounds about right. I bet there there's a support group out there for you flat thumbs. Uh, yeah. I know. I wish I had an extra pair of hands so I could give that support group two, th- four thumbs down. <laughs> what is it with you and counting tonight, bro? <laughs> I've got four, seven words for you. I've got two, I got 18 <laughs> thumbs and none of them pointed at you. <laughs> Have you been doing too much have you been doing too much math all day because you just have to work with numbers and math? Have you been helping your daughter with, uh, what would it be, calculus? No, but I hung artwork and I measured. That's math. Oh. There I know. Go. Check out the big brain on Bailey. Oh, yeah. Something's got to be in that thick old head. It's got to be. my my The giant Irish melon. I know. The secret is there's actually a huge brain in there. It just doesn't get used that much. It's mostly storage. I think I think maybe uh, maybe we call it a week. What do you guys think? I think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's been a weird one. Um, all right, you guys. Well, listen, uh, I want to give a little preview. Next week, this is really exciting, we're going to have a weirdo Oscar party. Uh, our buddy Dave... Uh, from Sketch Comedy Group Uphill Both Ways is going to be joining us. Uh, and we're going to talk about the Oscars. And he is going to be our resident uh, Oscar weirdo. Uh, this guy knows more about Oscar trivia and Oscar history than anybody I know. Uh, and I'm really excited that he's going to gonna join the pod next week. So that's that'll be fun. Yay. And we'll have a weirdo Oscar party next week. Uh, nice. We all have to watch Oppenheimer. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We've got homework. We do. We do. All right. Uh, Thanks so much, weirdos. And uh, we will be back next week.